So I'm here with Paul Bowman, uh, who is a friend of mine. And Paul, I was thinking that, that we kind of know each other through, well, firstly, our kids were in the same class in school. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. And then we discovered that we had a shared love of caffeine and music. Coffee uh, and good tunes. <laughs> Coffee and Absolutely. good tunes. And uh, I, I've always found you a fascinating and interesting character. And enjoyed our conversations, enjoyed our music swapping, mm. uh, and enjoyed the fact that we can swap music and you know don't always have to like it and just think yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so like that one don't like that one you know and uh, I look forward to your every year your end of year uh, twenty top yeah. twenty uh, top twenty albums or top twenty singles uh, whatever comes out at, at the end of the year and, and, and I always look forward to it uh, so this is our conversations that that I have called. Paul, just honest conversations about things that matter. Yeah. For, 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 for what that is, you know, uh, will be determined uh, as we go through the, the, the process of the, of the podcast. And so, Paul, if I was to ask you to introduce yourself, and I'm kind of imagining, you know, imagine if you were, you know, going for an award. Uh, you were there in your tuxedo and, and you'd won an award for, you know, best dad in Ireland and you were coming up onto the stage or best, you know, <clears throat> best whatever, best, uh, best music lover in Ireland and you were coming up onto the stage and you know they were showing one of those three minute highlight videos of your life. So tell us just to begin, you know, some of the, and go, go as early back as you want, you know, the, some of the touch points, if we were to timeline your life, some of the touch points that would be on that timeline or that, that movie of, of your life and, and from, from as far back as you want to, to where you are now? Wow, um, that's a really great question. Um, suppose for, like for me growing up, uh, grew up in uh, South Derry, Mockerfell Castle Dawson kind of area um, as, as a kid, um, family was of course important, a big part of that. Um, big influential r roles in my life certainly would have been my grandfather, you know what I mean, as, as, a, as, a, as a young person. Um, definitely I would say my, my grandpa was my, was my hero in that sense. Um, and uh, um, really look back on, on those times is really treasured kind of times um, as as a as a as a young person. Um, and then just trying to figure out what I was kind of gonna what I was gonna do with my life. You know, what was the future gonna be like? Um, what was I gonna do for for a job? And I had no idea when I was sixteen or seventeen. Um, I had no idea what I was where I was gonna end up. What I was gonna do. Um, it was a journey, and it was gonna be an interesting one. <laughs> to figure to figure all that out, um, grew up. Church was a big part of my life too, growing up, um, and uh, faith was an important part. You know, really a major shaping influence in my life. Um, and I suppose a, a really big high point would have been after school when I wasn't really sure what I was going to be doing next. Um, this opportunity that I got to to be part of a, of a team of people who would a team of five of us who, um, young people, um, who were uh, going to travel essentially around Ireland. Or we're going to work in youth work, um, 
be placed in various, in various churches or situations, uh, north and south. And uh, that was my introduction to youth work, youth ministry. And that was my introduction to the, the thing that would become my vocation, um, my call in, in life. That was a massive, massive thing, you know, as a, as a sort of a 19-year-old um, to step into that and uh, open that world up to me. Was that, Paul, um, was that a, was that a, you know, a moment? Or was that a, a, a growing into? It was a growing into, it was definitely, it was a, it was a, gr- a gradual realisation of, I love this, I'm wired for this. Um, I have no idea how to do it. Um, I have no idea how to get good at it, but I'm, I'm going to step into that and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to invest in that, um, pick up the training as I went along because, um, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a set, a, a map, you know, mm-hmm. here, here's how you get from here to there, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, it was certainly a, a process and, uh. I was really fortunate. My girlfriend Val, who became my wife, you know, um, who I know, so was, yeah. was really, really um, supportive in that in that journey as well. And and so, kind of in my late teens into my early twenties, that was a major um, a major moment for me. You know, it was going to be something which would direct and shape the rest of my life up mm-hmm. until now. Um, and, uh, you know, and that opened up amazing opportunities, um, spent some time living in Cork, spent some time living in Dublin, um, worked in uh, Kilray for a year, um, worked in, in Belfast for a couple of years, and then we get up to, you know, the, the mid-90s, um, and I moved down to Dunleary um, and lived in Dunleary. Um, Dublin in the middle of the 90s was just the coolest city in the world to be in. Um, just so much culturally going on, so much music going on. Um, and uh, got to live and, and do youth work, do youth ministry there. Um, and then kind of moving up from there up to, to Northern Ireland again, um, working in, in Coleraine um, in the Ballysally estate. Um, for Ended up being there for seven years um, before moving down to to Sainfield, where I still live and worked mm-hmm. here for seven or eight years as well. So, you know, that was the beginning of that of that journey, um, and uh, um, and alongside that, obviously, getting married, um, having kids, massive, massive life uh, enhancing kind of moment. You know? What age are you now, Paul? I'm forty. Six. 46. 46, 47. And your uh, eldest uh, is 16, so yeah. 17, 16? 16, yeah. Right. So you had started having kids about 30. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah I've been in my late 20s. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, she's 16, 16, be 17 in October. Um, Young woman. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and those are the real, for me, the real, the real accomplishments. Like, they're the real high points, you know what I mean? Get them. Mm-hmm. Getting married, becoming a becoming a husband, you know, and figuring out what that is, um, and then becoming a dad, you know, I mean, and, and understanding and learning, growing into that role, you know, I mean, hoping that you don't mess it up or screw it up, you know, but 
becoming a dad. Um, those are the big kind of accomplishments and along the way. Um, you know, and yeah, I got, you know, got to go to, to university and study and, and, you know, I've done lots of, of courses and lots of learning and, because I want to be the best at what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an ongoing thing. That's mm-hmm. a, you know, I really, really believe in the importance of, of lifelong learning. And, you know, if once you stop learning, you stop leading. Um, so that's been for me a, a long-term lifelong goal to keep doing that because I want to be relevant. I want to be effective at what I do. Um, I like that. I like that. I love when, when people pop out little terms, you know, and stop learning and stop learning and stop leading. Yeah. Uh, so you might find me uh, plagiarizing that over the next few days or weeks. Deal away, uh, my friend, because uh, I've probably stolen it from somebody else. Um, but, you know, yeah, you know, not a very coherent track through that, through that journey, you know, but um, certainly people were incredibly influential. A lot mm-hmm. of people from, you know, from my grandfather, you know, through, through friends and, and other people who I worked with and worked for who were incredibly influential and, and, and shaping, you know, of me in my journey. And then, you know, and my wife and my family. Uh, um, would, would, would you, and I know I asked you for the highlights, so I suppose, uh, and not that I want to focus too much on the lowlights, but would you, have, would you say that you have had any major disappointments in, in your life? I think this, yeah, I mean, disappointments, um, they, they're part of life, you know, mm-hmm. they're, inevitably they're going to come. Mm-hmm. Um, life is not always, you know, um, sun on my face, wind on my back, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. this is amazing. There are definitely um, moments where, yeah, you get, you, you deal with disappointment, you get discouraged. Um, I think the, the key in all of that is not to allow your, your discouragements, your disappointments to lead to disillusionment, um, which is really destructive. Stealing that one as well. You know, in the long run. Um, and I think I've tried the best I can to, to steer that course, you know, mm-hmm. to, to avoid that. Um, yeah, you get I disapp- you know you have disappointments when you know things don't go well that maybe you're working with. I you know um, uh, plans that you maybe have that don't follow through or don't materialize how you hope they they would be. I've had plenty of plenty of disappointments, you know, um, work related, um, you know, and things that you had hoped would happen that don't happen or. Um, you know, and working with people, um, sometimes um, directions, you know, that people go in that kind of, you hope they wouldn't. Mm. Um, um, and in spite of maybe your, your, uh, your best efforts to, to help and, and provide support and whatever, I mean, that's just, that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think... The biggest disappointment, if I can put it that way, that I've had to deal with probably in the last couple of years where I've had to deal with health um, issues, illness in a way that I've never had to in my life before. 
Mm -hmm. I've always been fairly healthy. I've always, you know, had <clears throat> just the opportunity to, I have never, you know, I've, I've rarely ever been, been off. Um, I've never really had to deal with, you know, serious illness in my own personal life, you know, mm -hmm. certainly in others, you know, and in family and stuff, you, mm -hmm. you can, you, you get touched by it, but dealing with it personally. Um, and I suppose that where the disappointment comes in is, is how that has, you know, shaped and changed um, my life. And I've had no control over that in a sense. Like, so to set it in its context, two years ago, this very week, Kevin. All right, okay. Um, I was in Prague. I was at a conference with a bunch of other youth leaders, leaders from around the world. We just finished up. We'd had a lunch together. I was going off to meet a friend in, in, in the city, um, a Czech friend. Um, and uh, I had a couple of hours before I was going to meet with my friend Tomsa. Um, and I went off to take some pictures uh, of the Lennon Wall. The Lennon, there's a wall in Prague which is dedicated to John Lennon um, and the Beatles. It's fantastic uh, graffiti there um, and uh, Boskin and all kinds of stuff. And I, I go every time I'm in Prague, get pictures, um, having a record of just that wall and how it changes on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. you know? um, so it's my one of my favorite spots. So I'd gone there, taken some pictures, and on on my way back from the wall to to Charles Bridges, which is probably a ten minute walk, I, I started to feel unwell. Um, time I got up onto the bridge, uh, something was not right. Uh, I felt really really hot and a little pressure in my head. I just was not aware. I was just aware that things weren't right. Um, and I remember went off to the side of the bridge and kind of leaned on the bridge. My elbow's kind of hoping that, gosh, this will pass. What's, you know, what's, what's going on here? Uh, I don't feel good. I remember looking down at the water. That's the last thing I remember. Next thing I open my eyes, it's 14 hours later, and I'm looking up at fluorescent lights in the ICU of the military hospital in Prague. <laughs> and that's where I spent the next few days. Um, I'd, I'd collapsed. I'd hit my head, um, kind of knocked myself out on top of passing out. Um, mm -hmm. And it just wasn't clear what had caused it. Uh, was it neurological? Was it cardiological? So that was the beginning of the past two years of all kinds of tests and investigations to try and figure out what's going on because these things keep happening to me. Um, and uh, we're really kind of, in a sense, so stumped by whatever it is, you know, I know a lot now about what it's not. I know mm -hmm. that a lot of serious things have been ruled out, but um, still not clear on, on what the cause is, you know, whatever it is, it must be something which is quite subtle um, and, uh, you know, not super, super common. Uh, but to get to the disappointment thing, the disappointment for me is like how that has curtailed, you know, things for me, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. not being able to function the way that, you know, I want to function, not being at a hundred percent of my ability, you mm -hmm. know, or my productivity, mm -hmm. you know, or my creativity, mm -hmm. um, you know, not having the energy levels, you know, and, and the simple things of not being able to drive, you mm -hmm. know, because this is ongoing, I can't drive, you know, not being able to travel in mm -hmm. the way that I, that, that I did before. Um, and, uh, you know, and then how that has impacted my confidence, how that has impacted mm -hmm. my 
my emotional well-being um, or you know it has an impact on your 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 mental health too I think you know for sure it has for me you know a lot more anxiety um, and even just feeling down you know sometimes yeah. I, I, I be honest with you, I feel down about it I yeah. you know I have days yeah. that are good yeah. and I have days that are have days that are bad and there's yeah. days when you just kind of when you know yeah um, will this ever get sorted out yeah. is this the way it's going to be um, you know um, and uh, that's that's the reality of it so uh, this is probably the disappointment that has been the biggest thing mm -hmm. I've I've had to deal with um, and uh And that's a journey, an ongoing journey. Um, I suppose in, in the context of, of the conversation, honest conversations about things that matter, and you just mentioned a few things there that, that are obviously important to you, and, and the idea of, uh, you mentioned a lot of things, but the, just the last few sentences there, when, when, when I just noticed that you were emotionally heightened, things like freedom, travel, yeah. being able to drive, uh, confidence, emotional well-being, mental health, you know, these are all things that, these are all things that matter. Absolutely, you know, yeah. and and to have those to have those taken away from you, even to a small degree, mm -hmm. uh, matters. Yeah, you know. Uh, okay, so let's shake that off. Let's shake yeah, that. Let's, let's, shake, let's I mean, shake that one off. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah but, you know, because I suppose for for me is the I don't want that to define me. Absolutely. I won't that. I won't let that define me. Um, it's you know it's something I have to deal with, but it's not who I am, and I'm mm -hmm. not gonna I'm not gonna find my identity in that. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, coming back to what I said earlier, you know, uh, there are things that come our way and disappoint us. Like for sure, this is this is disappointing. Mm -hmm. that this is happening in my mm -hmm. life. Um, I can sit in that place. I can feel bad about myself. <laughs> I can feel bad about the situation. I can, you know, I can shake my fist at the sky and go, "Why me?" Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I can, I can question God and go, "Like, why are you allowing this to happen to me?" What, you know, um, that's ultimately, I don't think, going to bring any kind of resolution to that. Probably um, not. Yeah. And uh, or you, you have to figure a way. Okay, what can I learn right now? I'm in this. I'm having to live with this. I'm having to deal with this. Um, I don't want it to lead to disillusionment mm -hmm. about life um, and about my my future, my everything I've given my life to. Does that get called into question? You know, am mm -hmm. I not able to do that anymore? Will I not be able to do that anymore? Is this how it's going to be? Am I kind of this is is this the way it's going to be for the future? Um, you know, and that could just you just become despondent, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't want it to become, uh, I'm not going to let it become a pity party. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I have to kind of figure out, okay, what can I learn as I go through this? What can I learn um, about me? Um, how, can I, how can I pay attention to what's going on? Um, how can I work through it? Um, how can I yeah, get to a place of healing? I hope. Um, and, and be, be present with it. Be present mm -hmm. with it. Be real. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and be, become more empathetic 
you know, uh, more patient mm -hmm. with myself, with others. Um, learn, you know, learn mm -hmm. from it, you know, and and and. Um, I noticed you know, ri rise against, you know, like you know, rise, you know, rise against the wind in a sense. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, let it be something which actually. Uh, you grow through, and, you grow. and I think that's been all the disappointments I've experienced in my life and in my work. You know what I mean? Um, if you come at them, you know I've I've dealt, I've been in situations in, in work, in in my in my youth work and in my leadership. You know where you you know deal with maybe sometimes toxic situations. You know, toxic people. Mm -hmm. You know things that 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 don't go the way that you hope they'll go. Um, Criticism, people who are incredibly critical. Um, you work with people, you know this, Kevin. You know, mm -hmm. Interpersonal yeah. work. Yeah. It's going to be. It's going to be where you got people, you got problems. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean, you're going to encounter that, um, and you're going to encounter, you know, criticism, and 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 um, sometimes that's valid. Sometimes it's not. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes there are just people who just look for reasons to say bad things about you and you have to deal with that and um, all those struggles are real. So there's disappointments I've, I've come at, up against time and time and time again. Um, I think it's that kind of mindset of like, okay, do I, uh, do, how do I respond to this in a healthy way, you know, that doesn't allow this thing to define me and, and uh, you know, sh shape me negatively. Um, how do I how do I respond to this positively, um, and turn that into an opportunity, an opportunity for maybe personal growth, an opportunity for maybe growth of others, um, and uh, grow through it. I think ultimately, you know. Good word. So that that leads us nicely to to my next question. That's maybe maybe a, a lighter one. Uh, Tell me, uh, what's your favorite way to spend your time? My favorite way to spend my time, um, you know, Kevin, I love music. Mm. You know, you're ready, mm -hmm. and you're like, you introduced that so well. That's yeah, you know, uh, that was probably one of the one of those key, key things that connected us. Yep, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Music, I've always loved music. Music has been such a place of just emotional recharge for me. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I love playing music, you know. Uh, yeah, you play, you play guitar. Play and, guitar. And have a few uh, nice ones as well. You know, uh, mm. and that's just, I, I love doing that. Um, and in the course of, and of course, my work, youth work, youth ministry and church life, you know, I, I get to play in worship contacts sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, I've over the years dabbled a little bit in the songwriting not to the same amazing genius extent that you have but um, <laughs> two kinds you know what I mean? but yeah. you know as a creative outlet it's always been something i've really enjoyed i just yeah, I'll sit down pick up my guitar and you know just play around mm -hmm. um and it's relaxing it's mm -hmm. a really great thing to meditation or, yeah it's a, it's a it's a it's a form of 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 release it's good um and uh and equally, you know, being someone who appreciates music, just sitting mm -hmm. down, listening to music, having music as the soundtrack, you know, to my life, um, mm -hmm. I I love that, you know, and I love the, the how 
music. Um, can I think it was I I I know for sure Martin Joseph, a singer songwriter. Uh, it was in an introduction to a songbook of his one time, and I don't know that I don't think he's the original um, source of this quote, but um, he said that next to silence, music comes closest to expressing the unexpressible. You know what I mean? Nice. And yeah. like I, I I totally mm-hmm. believe that. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's music does that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's it's comforting. Um, it makes me feel calm. It makes me feel happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my musical taste is incredibly eclectic. I love I, everything. I, I can from confirm it. I, yeah. Everything yeah. from metal and hard mm-hmm. rock to you know folk music um, mm-hmm. and uh, singer songwriter. I just love. I, I just love it. I love it, and it's and, and that variety. And I love it that I love that kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah, wide, yeah, yeah. kind of eclectic taste of it as well. So for, for music's a huge piece of my life. Um, I couldn't imagine life without music. Mm-hmm. That would be horrific to me. Yeah. Uh, love music, lo- love movies, love to spend time, you know, um, watching a good movie. Um, and and uh, that's a recharge for me as well. Um, I find as a, because as a, as a, I, I would share that similar passion, Paul, as a music lover, Sometimes when I watch movies, uh, I get caught up in the soundtrack as opposed to, as opposed to the movie itself, you know, and, uh, which, which is interesting that uh, and I totally get where you're coming from with, with music and, and, and a music without, or a life without music is, what, what would it be? You know, you kind of think, what, what would that be? Uh, it's, uh, it's very interesting to hear you say that. And one other, tell me, so if one, one other way that you, that you love to spend time, something that, something that floats your boat, tickles your fancy, you know? I love, you know, I, I loved photography. I don't get to do it as much now as, as I used to do, but, um, you know, getting out with a camera um, and getting out into the nature um, or, or into a, a city um, and uh, just capturing images, you know, and... Um, Again, to me, that was a, a, a kind of a creative, a creative outlet as well. I've just written down the word creativity because all yeah. the things that you spoke of have been based around yeah. creativity and, and either creativity. the either the consumption is the wrong word, but the absorption of creativity or the expression of yeah. creativity. You yeah. know, it's a, and, yeah. and all of those things seems to be. And being, you know, you're t- you're noticing things as well. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're, you're kind of you're looking at the world, um, in a in a way that you hope that you're you know you're wanting to capture. it. And I made sometimes more, sometimes successfully. Sometimes I'm not a professional photographer by any means, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a real amateur, amateur. <laughs> um, but I just enjoyed the, the enjoyed the process of mm-hmm. you know, just heading out um, and you know taking some pictures, you know, seeing what you got, um, playing around with them. Sometimes um, I, I love that, and you know, it's. Technology has made it so so easy now. To you know, mm-hmm. every phone's got an incredible camera on it mm-hmm. now, um, and uh, you know you can you can do lots on your your smartphone that you know a few years ago you would have needed a really expensive mm-hmm. camera and a really expensive editing suite mm-hmm. um, on your computer to do so. Um, but it's something I still I still enjoy, and I wish I could do more of it. Um, 
love literature too. Love books. Mm-hmm. Love reading. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of my reading of late has been revolving around study and you know um, relating to leadership and relating to you know to my work, uh, my ministry, my vocation in life, um, and again back to that idea of you know leaders are readers so you know reading and replenishing that well and you know i've been doing some study around self-care and resilience and the importance of you know um, building and boosting resilience so leaders can face those crises and challenges and disappointments that come Mm -hmm. their way um, developing healthy lifestyles and so on and practices in our lives i've been reading a lot around that but um so reading's a big part of it too. And, and reading for kind of fun and enjoyment. Um, I love, you know, uh, uh, love Tolkien, you know, uh, who doesn't Lord, love Lord of the Rings? Uh, C.S. Lewis, love his stuff. Um, Stephen King would be mm-hmm. one of my favorite authors. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll read most anything King will publish mm-hmm. um, and he's so prolific um, and I, I, I just love uh, his stuff um, and uh, really insightful it is too it's you know I think King gets wrongly just kind of labeled as the horror guy you know there's a lot about human nature you know uh, and a lot about really big issues that that he writes about and puts in that kind of genre um, and uh, he, uh, uh, sorry go ahead and uh, and he you know and a lot of the kind of the the I suppose the the heroes for one terms or the central characters in his stories are children and mm-hmm. I, like um, no one writes kids the way King writes kids. I mean, he mm-hmm. really can see the world from a from a kid's point of view, um, and I love that about I love that about his stuff. You know, so really really enjoy enjoy that. So um, and of course a good cup of coffee. <laughs> I mean, get all those things in combination. Um, yeah. Happy I'm, bunny. I'm really, really happy. I'm yeah. really, really happy in that. So yeah, those would be the things that I that I really enjoy. Well, let's skip. Uh, it was a question that was going to come to you later on, but while while we're chatting about books, I asked you to, uh, and I only asked you, and I, I did all this on purpose, by the way. So so Paul hasn't had any insight to the questions I'm going to ask. None at all. You know, so which, these are, which is why my answers are so rambly. <laughs> no, no, they're just they're, they're perfect, Paul. Because because I, I wanted to, I think, I think personally, when when speaking to people, uh, sometimes when we give people a chance to think too much about things, then then they think about them. So the thinking mind comes into place. Yeah. And what should I say? What would be a good thing to say? You know, what would be an impressive thing to say? Or you know, uh, and I think when you ask people off the cuff. You know, you kind of, you you kind of, you quickly get past that thinking mind and, yeah, and get get, get a bit in, a bit into the person, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and the answers are what the, what they are, you know. And and so far they've been great. But a question that I was going to come to later on, I, I asked you, and I only asked you yesterday, to bring along a book, yeah, that you that was important to you. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of said to you, book, whatever, cookbook, guitar book, Bible, novel, you know, history book, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you brought along a book. And I'm going to get you to chat about that book and, and, and why you brought it, what it means to you, you know, what you, what, you know, tell us about it. Tell us about the book that you brought. Yeah. I, I, could have cho- I could have brought so many different mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which, and, is, uh, which is also a difficulty in itself. Do you know it's that difficult. Thing? Yeah, I had a big choice. Like, what, what do I bring? I mean, an obvious mm-hmm. thing for me would have been for sure a, a Bible because mm-hmm. the, you know that that text is so important um, in 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 my life um, as a as a source of truth, as the the blueprint mm-hmm. for one of a better term. For life, you mm-hmm. know, and it's it's something I I, I use, I, I teach, and and I I study and reflect on, and I, I find a lot of personal um, uh, inspiration and uh, comfort and and challenge and motivation mm-hmm. from that. So, um, but that to me that's kind of obvious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, but yeah. so I I. Um, for, uh, I, I kind of went for something. I went for something else that maybe wouldn't be mm-hmm. so obvious, but but something that I really, really, I really enjoy. So I brought a book of poems um, by uh, uh, an author called Wendell Berry. Uh, and, Say that uh, name again, Paul. Just so that's what we have. Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry. Uh, Wendell okay. Berry. Um, maybe not super well known mm-hmm. in this part of the world, but um, Wendell Berry um, is he's an American. Um, an essayist, a writer, um, and uh, you know he's—I would say—you know—fairly well known in the United States, um, but an incredibly powerful stuff. Um, he, he's written more than fifty books of poetry and fiction and, and essays. His essays are fantastic. He's a farmer. Um, he writes a lot about the land and our relationship mm-hmm. to the land and the world and our responsibility to that, um, you know, sustainable lifestyles and all that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, it's a great collection of his writings that was published here maybe about uh, a couple of years ago called The World Ending Fire. Um, and you get a little flavor of, of Wendell Berry's um, writing uh, mm-hmm. and uh, his essays. Um, in, in that book, um, and he's written a number of novels. Jaber Crow would be um, one of the, the really key ones, you know, um, as well. Uh, great writer and a fantastic poet, and he's probably my favorite poet. Um, and uh, he, uh, um, he just expresses things so, so well. Uh, and again, a lot of it's rooted in the land um, and in our experience, our place in the world. Um, there's a, a spirituality that runs through his writing, writings as well um, and, uh, and through his poetry as well um, that I really love. He's got another collection of poems, sort of a few collections of poems that are called Sabbath poems, mm-hmm. you know, the poems that he's written on on a Sunday, mm-hmm. Sabbath, on his walk through the woods near his, his farm, his home um, in Kentucky. Um, and uh, the book that I brought along was New Collected Poems. I have a number of, of, a number of, of his poetry books, but this, was, this is um, kind of a, a latest kind of collection which brings together um, I'll see if I can his, stick a wee on, on the end of the podcast. Yeah. I'll see if I can stick a wee link up to, yeah. to Wendell Berry. A lot of his poems and... Uh, would you would you care to, to read something from it? Would you be? I would. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, like probably two of my two of my favorite poems are are in this collection, um, and uh, 
uh, for sure would love to share a little bit of Wendell Berry with you and your listeners. And, uh, and I think you'll be all the better for hearing it. Um, and the world's definitely all the better for having these poems in it. Um, but uh, so here's the first one. I and I, 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 I love this poem. Um, and it's called The Peace of Wild Things. And uh, it's a short poem. And uh, so this is The Peace of Wild Things by Wendell Berry. When despair for the world grows in me, and I wake in the night at the least sound, in fear of what my life and my children's lives may be, I go and lie down where the wood drake rests in his beauty on the water, and the great heron feeds. I come into the peace of wild things who do not tax their lives with forethought of grief. I come into the presence of still water, and I feel above me the day-blind stars waiting with their light. For a time, I rest in the grace of the world, and am free. Class. It's beautiful, isn't it? Class. Um, really nice. It's a beautiful, beautiful poem. I remember, I remember sitting on the site of uh, Sleeve Donard um, a few years ago. I just hiked up and I had that poem and I just sat there and kind of read that poem, sat in that place in that moment. Like, this is the piece of wild things for me. Um, and I just, that, that sense of, gosh, when the world crows, it closes in, you know, um, and the pressure gets turned on. Know, to that sense of retreat um, and that sense of stepping out of the, the, the rush and the hustle and the bustle and the, the intense burden of life into something which is slower um, and, uh, and I love that phrase, you know, he has, I rest in the grace of the world and I'm mm. free. That concept of grace, which is so fundamental, you know, in, in, in my faith, you know, that, um, of, of resting in that place of undeserved, unmerited favor, you know, mm-hmm. and being free. It's a beautiful poem. There's so, a, line, the line, a line that jumped out in that. It's funny how you hear different yeah. things that jump out. There's a line, and, and forgive me for paraphrasing, but uh, the, the world does not tax itself with, the, with forethought. Yeah. Is, that, is that the line? Uh, yeah. Uh, and just that idea that that nothing else does, Paul. Nothing else in nature will. You know, we spoke earlier today when we were chatting before the interview, before the podcast, of just that idea of, of anxiety. And you said it is the the emotion of our time is anxiety, and and that you know it's it's only us that does that. You know that there a tree or a bird or a dog or a, or, or whatever you know a flower doesn't tax itself yeah. for the idea of of forth the forethought of grief. Yeah, you know so that. It, it just is. It is, and it's enjoying. It's enjoying and living in and being present and in, in in what is, and it's not worried about oh, what if and when am I going to die and uh, what if something you know. Uh-huh. It, it, it just it just doesn't tax itself, yeah. and that idea of the forethought of grief, whether it's grief of loss of life or grief of loss of relationship or grief of loss of money or grief of loss of material things. To me, that idea of the grief, that taxing yourself with that grief is anxiety mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know yeah. and, and we are so taxed with it uh it, it's completely 
crippling yeah. certainly in our western society that that, yeah. that that tax of of the forethought of grief yeah. is 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 killing us it does it, it, quite literally quite literally quite yeah. literally you know mm-hmm. it, it's certainly um it's taken its toll mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. on us um you know emotionally emotionally physically relationally mm-hmm. socially i mean for sure is and i think it, it, that expression within that of 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 finding a place apart from that do you know yep. and how yep. much we need that mm-hmm. how the better we are do you know what i mean mm-hmm. for that that really you can't go forward and advance in life unless you retreat, mm-hmm. unless you find a place of uh, a place of solace or a place of um, a place of recreation. Mm-hmm. You know, we use that word recreation. It's something yeah. I want to do to you know yeah. to recharge the batteries. It's Break that word down. Recreation. That I've, sense I've, I've, that's that's another one of those things. I've never yeah. thought of that before. When Collect. people say words that to, to recreation yeah. is yeah. recreation. It's recreation. You know, where that's brilliant. You, you yeah. get a chance to, you know, with, we need that. I think mm-hmm. we need that as people. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and on Western, our Western, our Western world, our busy, hurried, um, first world lives. You know, which are consu- so consumed with, you know. Um, Given and getting and, and so consumed with busyness and, and the next thing, mm-hmm. um, the f- you know the forethought of grief and all that stuff. Um, we we if we don't take that time for those things and and here's another thing I would say with that um, you have to take that time because you can't make that time you can't make any more time than what we have. It's mm-hmm. 24 hours in a day. Um, there's seven days in a week. There's a lot of people who just wish they had another few hours each day or they wish they had another day mm-hmm. in the week, but you cannot make it. You cannot make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to take that time. And that means you have to take that time from other things. You know? Um, and I think if we're too busy, you know, for those, for those important things, whether it's the relationships in our lives um, or, or too busy for that time to recreate and collect ourselves... Mm-hmm. And be refreshed and whatever. If we're too busy, you know, uh, I, I coming from this from a, from the perspective of a person of faith. If I'm too busy for that part of my mm-hmm. life, then I'm busier than God ever intended me to be. You know what I mean? We're busier mm-hmm. than we're meant to be, and and that's to our peril, I think. When I work with people, Paul, and some of the work that I do, and, and quite often I set people. Uh, Little action steps to do, and that that can be, you know, read this, or you know, meditate, or or make sure you spend ten minutes in nature every day, or whatever that could be, you know, to to write lists of, of self compassions and write lists of things that you're you're wonderful, whatever the task mm. is, and quite often I get the reply from people that I don't have time, mm. I don't have time, uh, and the instruction that I give to people is, okay, so see that sentence, I don't have time, just replace that in your life with. It's not a priority, and see what that gets you. Yeah. So yeah. every time you hear yourself yeah. saying, "I don't have time," yeah. replace that with, "It's not a priority." Yeah. So, and if it's you know if if doing these things to make you well and recreate and and be healthy and be wholesome, if you do not if that's not a priority, 
there's something wrong in your life. Absolutely. You know, so what is a priority? You know, yeah, two hours a day on Facebook or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, working 60 hours a week or uh, cleaning the house or, uh, so, so what, what becomes a priority over that thing that you don't have time for? Yeah. You know, to go for a swim or go for a walk or, or have a coffee with a friend or I don't have time. No, it's not a priority. Mm-hmm. You are prioritizing something else over yeah. these things that, 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 that uh, you know, Wendell Berry speaks of in that poem. Uh, yeah, and they're the things that, you know, they're the things that matter, you know, the things that yeah. really, really matter. Um, and, and, you know, Stephen Covey, uh, leadership guru, mm-hmm. um, seven habits of highly affected people and all that kind of stuff. Um, he talked about life's four quadrants, you know, how we're f- f- analyzing and figuring out where you spend most of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do we spend most of our time in the things that are unimportant and not urgent? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So um, excessive time on social media, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with a lot of junk mail, uh, distractions that kind of mm-hmm. come our way. Um, and then there are those areas in, in our life which are, um, you know, urgent, but important. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. those are deadlines. Yep. You know, what I mean, um, um, maybe, um, you know, emergencies or things that come mm-hmm. come mm-hmm. our way, and we have to deal with those things. Uh, but I think one of the key things that 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 he argued, and I'm I'm, I'm paraphrasing a lot, but maybe of that model of life's four quadrants, was the key uh, to, to success. Um, was to spend all, to spend increasing amounts of time with those things in our lives that are important but not urgent. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, they're important things, but they they are not often seen as the things which have urgency. Yeah. You know, what I mean, and, and and I think you know those are are, are things like. The time that we spend replenishing our emotional energy. Mm-hmm. Every time, you know, you lead a meeting. Every time you deal with a problem or a crisis, you know. I mean, every time, you know, I stand up and speak in front of a, a group of people or work with a group of young people. In, in my role, my context, I'm using emotional energy. You know, I mean, I'm expanding that. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, your emotional health dial runs mm-hmm. low, mm-hmm. gets mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. You know, think about. You know your 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 fuel gauge in your car. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, uh, a lot of the time it, it kind of it, it dips into the red. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, and we're running on vapors, and we're hoping that yep. we'll get to the the <laughs> filling station, you know, before we conk out of the side of the road. You yeah. know? And a lot of people live their life that way. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just running on emotional vapors. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not replenishing the tank. It's a great analogy you know as well. I mean? um, so we have to prioritize those things. We have to spend increasing amounts of time in the things that are important but may not be urgent mm-hmm. in, in our lives. You know, um, those are this really, really important. Rather than living with, the, as he referred to it as, I think, the tyranny of the urgent, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, um, which are very often unimportant things mm-hmm. that kind of come, come our way and, and demand our attention. You know? So I think that's where Gosh, we got a lot of stuff out of that poem, didn't we, man? There's um, one more. There's one, one more. Then. I'm going to give you my. I'm going to give you my favorite poem okay. of all time. Okay. Um, right. okay. This one's a little longer, but it's a, mm-hmm. it's a killer poem. Um, it's called Manifesto. Okay. The Mod Farmer Liberation Front. Um, so Wendell Berry has a has a series of poems. You can look them up online. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's some great interviews with him. Um, he's an old dude, but you know, like I love those old dudes who've lived life, mm-hmm. you know, and they have accumulated a, just a massive amount of wisdom, mm-hmm. and they can kind of share it. So you can definitely find him online being interviewed and talking about this recurring character that comes up in his poems called the Mad Farmer. Um, okay, and it's his way of ranting at the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, it's his way of kind of reeling at the man. Okay. Um, Raging against the machine um, and all that stuff, but this is my favorite poem. Um, and uh, there's a lot in this, but it's a good one. The Mad Farmer Liberation Front. Love the quick profit, the annual raise, vacation with pay. Want more of everything ready made. Be afraid to know your neighbors and to die. And you will have a window in your head. Not even your future will be a mystery anymore. Your mind will be punched in a card and shut away in a little drawer. When they want you to buy something, they will call you. When they want you to die for profit, they will let you know. So, friends, every day do something that won't compute. Love the Lord. Love the world. Work for nothing. Take all that you have and be poor. Love somebody who does not deserve it. Denounce the government and embrace the flag. Hope to live in that free republic for which it stands. Give your approval to all you cannot understand. Praise ignorance. For what man has not encountered, he has not destroyed. Ask the questions that have no answers. Invest in the millennium. Plant sequoias. Say that your main crop is the forest that you did not plant, that you will not live to harvest. Say that the leaves are harvested when they have rotted into the mold. Call that prophet. Prophecy such returns. Put your faith in the two inches of hummus that will build under the trees every thousand years. Listen to carrion. Put your ear close and hear the faint chattering of the songs that are to come. Expect the end of the world. Laugh. Laughter is immeasurable. Be joyful though you have considered all the facts. So long as women do not go cheap for power, please women more than men. Ask yourself, Will this satisfy a woman satisfied to bear a child? Will this disturb the sleep of a woman near to giving birth? Go with your love to the fields. Lie easy in the shade. Rest your head in her lap. Swear allegiance to what is nighest your thoughts. As soon as the generals and politicos can predict the emotions of your mind, lose it. Leave it as a sign to mark the false trail, the way you didn't go. Be like the fox who makes more tracks than necessary. Some in the wrong direction. Practice resurrection. That's class. That's a good poem. That's class. That's class. I mean, dissecting that poem is is another podcast. Oh gosh, you you could be here for. You could be be here for. uh, You could do a thesis on that. You could do do a thesis on on, on that. On that poem alone. On that poem alone. There's just so much in there, but just that that. That concept of of um, not just falling in line, you know. What I mean, yep. um, living a living a better story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, living a different story, um, practicing resurrection, rebirth, you know, mm-hmm. um, a new beginning. Um, and uh, not just 
buying what we're sold, you know, that kind of thing. But it, there's a lot in there's a lot in there. Amazing. Wendell Berry. Wendell Berry. I just, I mean, I love it. I, and yeah. I, I, I try to read, um, I try to read a couple of poems every mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. you know, um, and. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of uh, John O'Donoghue. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so he, the, the, just what you've read there, and and the, and the story of him, kind of reminds me a little bit of of John O'Donoghue and that that sort of Celtic spirituality and yeah. relation with the land and and animal and 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 timelessness and and resurrection and uh, you know there, 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 there's I suppose there's spiritual themes there without uh, attributing to. Uh, uh, an organized religion, you know, that there's, there's and, and, and I love, I love that, that yeah. idea. And, and to me, they're, they're very, it's, those poems, the Wendell Berry and, and the John O'Donoghue. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not the same, but they're similar themes, you know, and, yeah, and I like that, you know. Like, so, mm -hmm. And you get some of that in Heaney as well. Yeah. You, know, you, get, yeah. you know, there's all, Billy Collins, another poem, mm -hmm. another poet I like. Um, and uh, this, the poet who, who passed away just recently, I've forgotten her name right now, you know. What would you do with your one wild, you know, life? You know that mm. there's poems that that like I suppose the poets that grab me and the, the poems that I love the best are those poems that that kind of yeah. There's the, there's 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 maybe that spiritual piece that's run through, but it's got to be rooted in the real world. It's yes. got to be rooted yes. in our experience. Yes, I mean, yes, not some lofty out there mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, it's, it's, it's experiential. It's yeah. experiential spirituality. Yeah, exactly. It has mm -hmm. to be. It has to be that experiential thing. And I think that's where, you know, um, in that kind of poem, there's, you know, not buying what the culture is selling in a sense. Not just, not just, um, you know, falling in line. Uh, there's a there's a rage against that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, um, and if. If you do love the quick profit and the annual raise and the vacation without pay, you're gonna the vacation with pay. You're gonna you're gonna miss something, something mm. significant. I think what he's saying in that. Um, I, I just love that that sense of um, being open and, and practice resurrection. Practice. That's, an, that's, that's another. That's another. Uh, uh, so I'm going to plagiarize you, plagiarizing, yeah. plagiarizing Barry, uh, and, and I'm going to I'm going to borrow that one. Uh, and I love I love that line like, laugh. This is, this is my probably my favorite line in the poem. Like laugh, laughter is immeasurable. Be joyful though you've considered all the facts. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That idea, like gosh, you know, the world is a scary place. It's a beautiful, you know, to to uh, quote the. Decemberist album title, um, you know what a what a beautiful what a what a beautiful world, terrible world. Mm -hmm. um, it is. It's a you know this is a beautiful world. It's a terrible place. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it, it's like Friedrich Buchner had said like this. You know, you know, welcome to the world. Um, you know, it, it's a beautiful place, but terrible things are going to happen. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, and they do. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they do. Mm -hmm. um, life is not always. Easy. It's not always. It's not always plain sailing. There are tough things that come our way. Um, disappointments again, uh, challenges, crises, things that we have no control over. Um, be joyful, though you've considered all the facts. That's a 
mindset. Mm. It's a heart set. Yeah. You know, it's a way of life, isn't it? So I like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dude, check check them out. Yeah. I think. No, I will. Absolutely. I've loved, loved your read. So tell me, Paul, what. Uh, these questions, you know, and, and, and I suppose they're, they're not meant to be grandiose, but uh, someone asked me this about two weeks ago, and it was like someone hitting me in the face with a cricket bat. Wow. So I'm hypothetically just about to hit you in the face okay. with a cricket bat, yeah. What is your motivating purpose? My motivating purpose? Yep. Um, my motivating purpose in life, I mean, I... I and for me, faith, as you know, Kevin, plays mm-hmm. an important yeah. part of my life. Um, it's, 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 it's core, you know. It's, it's, it's central. It's guiding. Um, so my, my motivating purpose is I think ultimately um, to, to know God, um, to grow in that in that relationship that that I that I have with with God with my Creator, mm-hmm. um, and to allow that to shape and to have that shape and shape my life in such a way that that I can make a difference in the world that I live in, you know, that I can be a, a source of change for good in the world around me. Um, and that that's going to spill over into, you know, my interactions with people um, and uh, how I respond to, to difficulties and challenges and conflict, all those kinds of things. So, um, that that in a sense that would leak out, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, people are civs, they leak, and mm-hmm. you know. Uh, ultimately, for me, the purpose is that that my faith shapes me in such a way, a positive way, that that I can be. Uh, a good influence that I can authentically make a difference in the world around me. Um, That's kind of motivated by that core. It's grace. It's ultimately for Mm -hmm. me, it's, it's, it's grace. Um, That, that I'm loved just as I am, not as I should be, because I'll never be what I should be, right? That I'm just accepted as I am, and, and that that then has a, to me, a, a transformative impact in, changes how I see things, how I see the world around me. Uh, it should ultimately change how I, how I relate to others and how I treat others. Does that yeah. make sense? Completely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Completely. Uh, like, for me, that's the core. Like, it's... it's um, you 
yeah, I, I, I want to know, I want to know God better. I want to know God more. I want that to deepen in my in my life, um, and it's because of that that acceptance that I experience from God, uh, that forgiveness that I experience, um, that hope that I have, that resurrection that I try to practice, you know, mm-hmm. I mean? that then motivates me then to, to give my life to, you know, to, to what I've given my life ultimately to, you know, um, which is, I, for me, it's that, the uh, the impact of others, you know, um, and to see them grow and help, support, mm-hmm. encourage, um, and. Uh, And yeah, for sure, you, you know, someone doesn't have to have um, a core faith or belief, you know, um, uh, to want to make a positive influence or uh, to do good in the world, you mm-hmm. know, absolutely. Um, and, you know, you can have a, people can be incredibly um, altruistic and, and really want to see the, the best mm-hmm. for other people and I totally accept that um, and, and I applaud that um, for me you know that comes from that relationship that core relationship with with my creator you know um, I'm loved I feel for me mm-hmm. uh, there's a, there's a verse in the Bible that talks about we love because he, he first loved us. You know? mm-hmm. So that, for me, that's that expression of that mm-hmm. in life. Are you a success? Am I a success? Mm. I'm a work in progress. I'm a human becoming. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I've not arrived. I have a long way to go. Um, there's, there's, you know, we talked a little earlier when we were having coffee earlier, but you know, the sense of life being a journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a journey and not an arrival mm-hmm. in that sense. I, I'm, I'm certainly very much aware of that in my own life. You know, I'm on a journey. You know, I'm, I'm always growing. I'm always hopefully being changed and transformed so that I might be transforming in the world, you know, um, that I might, uh, for me, love God, um, act justly, you know, um, and for, I am certainly not, um, I'm certainly not the finished article, right? Uh, It's like I said earlier, you know, I'm not as I, as I should be. <laughs> um, I suppose in some sense, if you were finished, that's it. Put, 
put you know put me six foot under. So if you know if you finished if you finished you're done. You know, and then, uh, yeah, uh, I suppose you know. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, Earl Nightingale. Just as you're thinking there, Earl Nightingale. When you speak of leadership, he's a guy. Uh, there's a little piece of his you should read. It's a, it's a it's a speech that he gave in like 1962 or something, uh, and it, it's called uh, the strangest secret, and in it. It's, it's, he's talking to leaders and, and about leadership and, and just about this idea of, of spiritual wealth uh, and, and, and leadership as well. And his definition of success to me was the best I've ever heard. And, and he said that uh, success was the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Mm. Uh, so, so long, that's a big sentence. So first of all, you need an ideal that's worthy. And so long as you have that and know that and can see that and are progressively realizing that, mm. then you are a success. Yeah. You know, yeah, and that, I think yeah. that for me, that, that's kind of what you're saying and that you have a, an idea of where you would love to be, who you would love to be, how you would love to act. And, and so long as you're progressively realizing, mm. so long as you're moving towards that, then you are a success. You know, and I yeah, think, uh, I think we have to redefine the terms. Mm -hmm. I think we hear a term like success, and we and we hear it in very. Um, we hear it in almost in business in yeah. business yeah. terms. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's 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 profit. It's achievement. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, it's quantifiable. It's hard. You know, it's hard mm -hmm. outcomes and mm -hmm. all the kind of mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, it's KPIs and you know, it's all that. It's all that. You know, it, that you know, that success. What's success? I mean, um, I think we have to redefine what we mean by these things. Um, and there's, I suppose, there's that sense of being successful in the things that really matter. Mm. Do you know? Mm -hmm. Like. Um, Am I successful in my vocation or in my career? Um, as I've been doing this for 25 years now, um, I think I have. I've I've reached a, a level of you might you could maybe say success. Um, just in terms of like, I, I've I'm still here. I'm still doing it. You know what yeah, I mean? Still I'm helping not people. Jaded. I'm not cynical about mm -hmm. it. I'm not bitter about it. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I'm really passionate about it. I mm -hmm. love it more than when I first started. Mm -hmm. I think I'm better at it mm -hmm. than when I first started. Um, I know what I'm doing mm -hmm. in a way that I didn't know when I first started. Um, so, yep. I've been successful at things that I've done. I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but I'm more interested in being successful at the things that really matter. You know, uh, how successful am I as a as as a husband? How successful am I as a dad? You know, how, how successful am I relationally? Mm -hmm. Do do people feel better because I'm in the room? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, do I, you know, bring the best out of people? Um, I might, uh, those are things that I think are the things that really, really matter in life and a whole myriad of other ones that I, that I haven't mentioned, haven't even thought of. Um, so those are the things that I think uh, I want to 
I, I'm on my journey of of becoming better. So I'm not going to say I've reached the I've 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 reached the pinnacle uh, of success in those terms because I haven't. You know, mm. I just haven't. Um, I don't think anybody has. I think you're. I think we're on that. We're on that journey. We're. we're if we're open and we want to grow, and, and that's mindset again. Mm -hmm. If we are prepared to grow, if mm -hmm. we are prepared to change, um, if that is going to be a constant in our life that we embrace and accept that that I'm going to change. I'm going to be. I'm going to be different. I'm going to. I'm going to be better. You know, in five years than I am right now. I'm not going to plateau. Mm -hmm. um, then you're on the path to success, right? Um, and when they put you in the grind, throw dirt on you, you know, you can, <laughs> you know, um, hopefully they'll get up and they'll say nice things, things about you, you know, I mean, because it's been real and it's been yeah. authentic, you know? Um, does that make sense? Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? I Absolutely. Think, I think. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah. Tell me, Paul, then, uh, I have a couple of questions that I want to ask you, you know, before we finish up. Uh, what's the world lacking? What's the world lacking? Mm. Um, it's for sure lacking a lot of love. Um, and um, and I mean a robust, you know, love that is strong and durable and sticky and sustainable you know i'm not talking about some kind of you know uh, happy dream kind of love you know mm -hmm. what i mean um, that you know that that love that that is transformative you know that says you matter um as an individual that you matter as a person um and that investment you know that that accompanies that, like, you know, we, we're, you know, human beings just desperately need, we're born to be loved, mm -hmm. you know, they need that, you know, and so much of what we see in terms of, you know, um, the brokenness in our world and in people's lives, um, and it maybe sounds very simplistic, to say it, but a lot of that's down to that lack of that lack of love, that lack of investment, um, that lack of of connection, for sure. So I think there's that's a you know there's there's a definite need for that for love. Um, I think sometimes when people think about that, though, Paul, and interest in your your thoughts on it, people sometimes think, yeah, but so what can I do? You know, how can I love the whole world? You know, and again, with the work that I do with people, it's it's about so just just do it in your world. Yeah. You know, so just do it in your family. You know, just do it in in, in because if you're if you're loving and open and honest uh, and compassionate with your kids, mm. then they'll go and be open and honest and compassionate and forgiving with their friends yeah. and so forth and so on. Uh, and, and again, your, your, your thoughts on that. So, so would you agree that that's where people start to 
to heal their societies or to heal their communities or their villages, especially with us, we talked earlier about just where we're from and, and being from, from the North or Northern Ireland, whatever way you want to put it. Uh, so where do we start? To, where do we start to? If the world is lacking love, then we need to. Then we need, you know, we we need to create that. Where do we do that? In your in your in your, from your experience. I think it's exactly like you've been you've been saying there. You know, uh, when I when I talk about that, you know, when I say like the world, yeah, the world needs love. Yep, um, it does. And along, I think with that, it, it's it is compassion. It's mm. a, you know, it's it's a compassion. It's empathy, like mm-hmm. massive, like that. We, people, you know, that's another huge, huge thing, empathy um, and understanding and, uh, and forgiveness. Um, those are all interrelated, you know, and it starts, it starts in, it starts in your relationships. It starts in, you know, your, your family. It starts in your friendships, you know, it starts in your marriages, um, it starts in your work relationships. Mm-hmm. And you know that I think we want to see more of these things than we have to be these things. Do you know? Yeah. Um, we we have to live these things out in compelling ways. You know, and and if we do treat people differently, we all have bad days when we mess up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think the impact. The impact Empathic, genuine, loving response, compassionate response, and that is be able to put your hand up and go, "Yep, I did mess up. I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. Like um, the, the the ability to, to say I'm sorry, the ability to to ask for forgiveness, to accept forgiveness, um, that's incredibly powerful um, and incredibly healing. Um, so these are not, you know, idealistic mystical kind of out there things. Mm-hmm. There are things as, as people, as human beings, we're wired in such a way as we need them, mm-hmm. you know, if we want to be healthy and whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and I think in needing them, we also have to be the kind of, to express them. Mm-hmm. And it starts in those small ways. How you treat people? You know, you know, work context. How you treat your work colleagues? Mm-hmm. How do you treat your customers? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you treat yourself? How you treat yourself? <laughs> yeah, because you've got to. You know, there, there, yeah. there's that sense mm-hmm. of you know, uh, uh, you've got to um, care for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and when I say love yourself, I don't mean in a self-indulgent no. um, kind of way. But I just mean it in an authentic way. Is that you know? Uh, Give yourself a break. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sounds like you know. You know, Jesus was asked, "What's the greatest commandment?" You know, and Jesus summed it up when he said, "Love God with." I'm paraphrasing his <laughs> words, but love God with everything you've got. Mm-hmm. Basically, your heart, mind, soul, strength. Love God with everything you've got, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. That for Jesus was the whole of it. You know, life <laughs> yeah. summed up. That's yeah. what life was all about. Mm-hmm. You know, he asked her what was the purpose of life? Mm-hmm. Love God, love people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my mm-hmm. my purpose. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd thought of that earlier. But yeah, yeah, yeah well, you thought of, it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. love God, love people. Um, and you know, we're, we so you know, how do you how do you love the people around you? How do you 
how are they different because you're there? Mm-hmm. You know, are you there? Are you mm-hmm. present? Mm-hmm. Um, are you so caught up in other things that they don't have, you don't have time for them? Um, because they're going to know that. You know, as a dad, I learned that lesson. You know, love for my kids was spelled T-I-M-E. Mm. It's time. Yeah. And I and, and for uh, you know, people talk about the idea of quality time. So we're like, we just spend quality time. Yeah. It's a myth. Mm-hmm. Quality time is a myth. Mm-hmm. Quality time is an accident that occurs in a quantity of time. Mm-hmm. So we we really want people around us to feel loved and valued. Um, then we we've got to give time to them. And there mm-hmm. are some people. I, I do believe in love languages. I pe- I think people people receive and express love in in ways that are maybe unique to them. You mm-hmm. know, the, or, or you know, they've got a. Um, a love language that they that that they hear louder than others. Yeah. For some people, it might be verbal expressions. I agree. Some yeah. people, it might be physical expressions. I agree. Love, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. pat on the shoulder, pat on the back, or a hug. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people, it might be an act of service. Mm-hmm. Something you do for them. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. give them a gift. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you do something for them. Mm-hmm. Help them out. Uh, and for some people, um, it's that language of, of extended time. You mm-hmm. know? That quantity of time that you, you give to them, and there's a whole bunch more that you can explore as well. So I think we need more of that. If we're seeing if we're seeing more of that in the world, um, we're going to see a time for a time trans- for each other, a transformed place. You know, uh, that's the antidote to the to the 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 individualistic, self-absorbed, self-centered world that we're living in right now. Uh, and these are these are dangerous times, you know. Without mm-hmm. being sensationalistic about it, you look at the world that we're in politically right now. Look at the mess we're in, mm-hmm. you know, in Europe, you know, and in 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 the UK and in, in Northern Ireland. Like we're in an absolute mess. People don't listen to each other. Uh, you know, our politicians don't listen to each other. Uh, there's a there's you know, there's a there's lots of challenges. Mm. There's lots of challenges out there, and for sure, you know that question of well, how do we, how do I change that? That seems such a huge, huge mountain, you know, to get over, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, or, or such a huge problem to resolve. What can I do? What difference can I make? I think it's those small incremental steps. Those small uh, little steps of change, you know, a, you know, a journey, a long journey is made up of lots and lots of little individual step by step by mm-hmm. step by step movements, and and that's where it's that's where it starts. It's that grassroots kind of level, um, you know. I've, um, you yourself, Kevin, you've been involved in in projects and. Belarus and Eastern mm-hmm. Europe, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, mm-hmm. orphanages and whatnot. I've I've been involved with stuff in in Africa, um, and you look at the problems. You know, you look at the just the magnitude of need, mm-hmm. and you kind of wonder, what can I do? Like my little contribution is a drop in the ocean, and because this can seem meaningless. 
Like it doesn't make that much of a difference at all. Um, I love that story of the of the the boy on the beach who is throwing in the starfish. Like oh, yeah. All these starfish are washed. Mm -hmm. You know that story? Like all these starfish are washed up on the beach. There's hundreds of thousands of starfish, you know. And this kid's on the beach and he's picking up these starfish, which are drying out the beach, and he's throwing them back in the ocean. You know, one by one, he's picking these starfish up and he's throwing them back in the ocean. And along comes this guy, this man, who stops and he watches this boy, you know, in this exhausting task of just picking up starfish after starfish and throwing it out into the water. And the man goes over to the boy and goes, do you really think you're making a difference? Look around. There's hundreds, thousands of starfish on this beach. And you stand in there throwing these starfish into the Do you really think you're making a difference? The little boy picks up the starfish and he throws it out in the water and he turns to the guy and he went, made a difference to that one, you know? <laughs> and I think that's the thing, you know? Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's one life at a time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and, you know, Mother Teresa said, be the change you want to see in the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where it comes to, you know, we need more, we need to see more of that love and compassion and empathy and, and patience and forgiveness and, and listening, genuine listening. Um, and I think if we're adopting that uh, in, our, in our lives as best we can, we're not always going to get it right. So you'll be patient with yourself too. But if we're, we're doing that, um, it's one starfish at a time. You know? Class. So, uh, back to Barry again, be joyful though you've considered all the facts. Mm. Very good. <laughs> you know, yeah. a little bit mm -hmm. more joy in the world. That's yep. another thing I would say. Yep. We just need a lot more joy, you know. Um, and that's, and, and that's being, that's very different from happiness. Because mm. you could be joyful in some mm -hmm. really tough, tough circumstances. I'm sure when you went to that orphanage, you saw a lot of joy. Mm. Loads of it. Yeah, in spite of a lot of the brokenness yeah. and the pain. You know? And that idea of thinking that you can't make a difference, Paul, that's, that's something that I really fought with on my way. Uh, I can remember it clearly on my way to the, the first orphanage. So we went to Belarus, we raised a little, raised a little money, and it was great. Flew over there, and the guys, we got a couple of drinks in the airport. It was all class, brilliant, you know, real good fun. And we got there, and on our first morning, we were on a, a bus. There was, there was about eight of us and a translator, and we were heading to a certain orphanage, and we stopped at a, a filling station to buy a couple of bottles of water and stuff. And I had this wave of oh, almost, almost, almost regret, you know, and I was thinking to myself, shit, you know, am I here for me? Am I here to pat myself on the back? Yeah. Or am I here to help some orphanages, you know, or help some orphans, you know? And I was really wrangling with it in, in, in my own head. I was like... I, had al I almost had myself convinced that, Kev, do you know what? You're here on a bloody ego trip. That's what you're doing here, you know? And that was really annoying me. That was really unsettling to me, you know? And, and, and funny, the interpreter, she just said, are you okay, Kev? You know, it was a young girl called Katya. I said, yeah, Katya, do you know what? I'm just really struggling. I, I, I don't know whether I'm here for me or here for, here for the orphans, you know? And in, in her wisdom, she's a young girl, about 27. She says, Kevin, when you get to this orphanage, these kids are waiting on you arriving 
They are hanging on your arriving. All they want to do is look at you and spend time with you and have a couple of hours with you and you will be a distraction for them. You know, and I was saying, I don't know what I'm going to say to them. She says, you don't have to say anything. Just be there. You know, and I thought, that's amazing. And when I got there, oh, Paul, have you have seen these kids, you know, and they live there 365 days a year. They've been there for as long as they've been alive, you know, and that idea of the starfish and that, I, that day, I just threw some starfish, yeah. you know, and, 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 and made a difference. And the joy on those kids' faces, you know, we brought juices and as well as all the money we were spending on showers and all that kind of stuff, you know, we brought Coca-Cola, yeah. something they never have. You know, we brought loads of sweeties, you know, uh, and, and, and I was just throwing starfish all day. And those kids were over the moon to see us there. And we were only there for a few hours. Yeah. And if people can do that in their daily lives, at home, in school, in their work, as yeah. you say, you know, just throw some starfish. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and it makes all the difference. It does. All the difference, you know. It does. It does. And it's a mindset. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you, the example you're... You're using there that, and if you're, and those experiences are incredibly powerful, mm-hmm. and they are traumatic. Yep. To mm-hmm. me, um, you know, but if you're there, and the way you've expressed that, if you're there with emotional intelligence and cultural intelligence, mm-hmm. you know, not there as the Western savior. You know, I'm I'm the, I'm Messiah type figure, and I'm yep. coming in here, and I'm going to save the day. Yeah. You know I mean, um, you know. That mentality has, does more damage than good. Mm-hmm. But the way you're expressing, the way you're talking about that, that sense of, I'm here, I'm here with compassion. I'm, I'm here not to solve all the problems, you know, but to be present, mm-hmm. you know, to journey with these people, mm-hmm. you know, to try and meet the needs in a way that's appropriate to the context. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And bring a little bit of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, and then learn as well. Be open to learning. Absolutely. Like, you know, be open mm-hmm. to grow and, and change through that experience. That's a whole different ball game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's a whole different ball game. And that it's that mindset that we that we need more and more and more of. I think. Um, and and then applying that to, you know, our relationships and our contacts and our workplaces and our families and our communities and our churches and wherever it is we find ourselves here. Mm. You know, at home, being other focused. What's the world need more of? You can love, compassion, empathy, forgiveness, patience, all those kinds of things. Ultimately, it's other focused. It's being mm-hmm. other orientated. The world doesn't need more me. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah. um, and that's a transformative, mm-hmm. that's a transformative stance to take in life. So that uh, you know, that idea that uh, I can't be fully me and I can't be fully satisfied and I can't be happy and I can't be fulfilled apart from you. Yeah. You know, that you have needs and they're important, just as important as mine. And the, the Buddhists have a great uh, statement. One of one of their teachings is that you are as important to me mm. as me. Mm. And when you can adopt that line of thinking, it's something that you have to struggle with. Or my daughter likes to say, you are as important as me to me. She likes to flip it around, but it's the same thing. So you are as important to me 
mm. as me. Mm -hmm. And if you can treat people like that, and that's a, sh that's a transformative shift as well, you know, yeah. and, and, and that doesn't mean, I don't mean Paul Bowman because I know you, I mean the lady on the street that I don't know, I mean the little kid drinking the carry out on the corner, I mean the people at the other side of our political divide. Yeah. You are as important to me as me. Yeah. And the, the beauty with that, Paul, is that if, if, so when I think that, you might think, if I think that about 10,000 people, what difference am I making to them? But if all those 10,000 people think that about me or about each other, then you have, you know, you have 10,000 people thinking that about one person, you know? So if everybody in the world thinks that Paul Bowman is as important to them as them, that's transformative. It is transformative. You know, that's it's transformative, and, and it's how society. It's how our how we resolve the problems. I think it's a step towards how we mm -hmm. resolve the issues, the problems that we face. You know, in our community, we realize, gosh, we're not going to go forward unless we go forward together. Mm. You know, um, unless we spend some time really genuinely listening and and and. and uh, you know, and there's distinct aspects of that which are going to be really challenging and difficult mm -hmm. in our context. I don't, I, 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 I don't for one minute um, want to seem like that's minimized in any way. Um, you know, we have a lot of wounds, a lot of pain, mm -hmm. um, but it's a process, it's a journey. It starts with that absolute mm -hmm. um, realization of you know, you have to be important. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say you have to feel important. Mm -hmm. um, and it's down to me to create the environment and situation where you do mm -hmm. play my role in that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, some of that's you know in the sense where where you feel understood mm -hmm. and know, listened to, listened and seen, seen. Mm -hmm. um, and where you, as an individual, ultimately then feel, feel valued, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and uh, I think as a, as, a, as a community here in this part of the world, gosh, we have a lot to learn, mm -hmm. you know, to, you know. I, I see it happening, it's happening here mm -hmm. and there. there uh, you know, there are, are you know, terrific, Folks doing amazing things, you know, across this country, across the city, mm -hmm. Belfast. You know, I mean, there are things that happen um, that really seek to to try and initiatives, festivals, events, things that that really try to seek to do that. Um, and uh, well, we just need more of it in our fractured broken world that we're in, you know. But it starts at home, it starts with us. Great. So you've got your hand on it. I asked you also just last night as well uh, to not give you too much time to, to wrangle over it. Uh, I asked you, so I brought you to bring a book which we read, which was uh, Wendell Berry. We read a couple of poems. And I said to you, bring a n other object, thing. Could be anything in the world, you know, pursues, fishing reel, uh, whatever, you know. Uh, you know, I had thoughts in my head of a, a wedding ring or a piece of jewellery or a, you know, a photograph or you know, whatever. And, and you have brought along a thing. So tell us what this thing is. Yeah, I mean, I could have, I was thinking about this last night as I was going to bed, like, what, what take tomorrow? Like, 
Yeah, I thought that as well. This will yeah. probably turn into a jam session then, <laughs> not a podcast. Um, yeah. uh, 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 ultimately, I, I went for this um, just to describe for your listeners. It's it's uh, um, an album, or it's a, just a simple album um, book. Not not a music album. Not as a, a music as album. A, a, a photo, a photo like a, album. Looks like a, a photograph album. album. Yeah, but yeah. it's not a photograph album. All oh, right. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. And it has got incredible meaning to me. Um, it was put together by a dear friend um, and given to me as a Christmas gift um, back in two thousand and nine. Um, given to Val and I um, as a Christmas gift, and uh, I, I sat on Christmas Day reading through this just bawling my eyes out um, mm. because it's a, it's a collection of letters and notes um, that from young people that, that I have worked with, um, that we have worked with um, over the years and uh, young people from our youth groups, um, young people that we've worked with in English camps and in the Czech Republic, um, people that we've journeyed with mm -hmm. through life, um, people that we've tried to, I suppose, um, demonstrate that and give that love and compassion and empathy and, and, and listening and understanding to, you know, um, journey with them be there for them and uh, <coughs> it was it, you know our friend Petra who put this together I know Petra uh, mm -hmm. she uh, she just had like reached out and contacted people and just asked them to, to write a note uh, write a letter um, about what difference or what impact um, we had helped to make in their lives, mm -hmm. you know, um, and uh, and she put this together, and it's it's one of my treasured treasured possessions um, because it expresses an incredible amount of love, um, you know, and and value. Um, You know, because, you know, you're, we're human beings and, you know, we're, you know, back to that, what we were just talking about, that idea of like, gosh, you look at your life, you know, you, you want to, to be successful in the things that matter. You want mm. to make a difference in the world, you know, mm -hmm. you want to leave the place a little bit better than how you find it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, just by being here and showing up in the world and in people's lives, you know, carry a fragrance with you of, of that's good and that's wholesome um, and, and, and leave some kind of a mark. But there are a lot of times you kind of wonder, gosh, you know, did I do that? Did I, did I make any kind of a difference? Mm -hmm. You know, was a, you know, was a, when it's all said and done, what did, what did we do, you know? 
was there, did we do any good? Mm -hmm. Did it, did it matter? Um, and I, you know, you have those moments when you kind of, when you do wonder those moments when, yeah, you do get disappointed or you get discouraged, um, and you kind of want, gosh, is it worth it? You know, um, is it worth the sacrifice? Is it worth the, the pain, you know, and the hurt? Um, is it worth all the hours and all the energy that you put into the thing? Um, and this was, an, this was a powerful reminder to me. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? Because I read those notes and I see those names and, you know, I am reminded again and again and again that what we do um, has meaning and what we do makes an impact. And, and sometimes it's just the smallest, smallest things, you know what I mean? Um, just, you know, reading through those notes, you know, where just people are saying, thank you, thank you for, for being there, or thank you for doing this, and, or thank you that I got to be part of, you know, this group. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's probably one of the greatest gifts I was ever given. And one of the most meaningful things that that I've ever been that I've ever 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 been given, um, and encouragement, Kevin, I think is one of the most powerful powerful um, forces, for want of a better term, in the world. Um, the power of encouragement. Someone said encouragement is oxygen to the soul. Mm. Um, and I really believe that. I really, really believe that. Um, and when, when my young people, my students, took the time to write those notes that said, we're saying in many ways, thank you for showing up in our lives. Thank mm. you for being there. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for, for you know, the memory makers that we got to share together. Um, to me, this is a book of encouragement. Um, to me, this is the gift of words. You know, and the gift of words is incredibly powerful. You know, your words have great power. Your words can, you know, tear down, mm. uh, or you know, they can destroy. They can be instruments of destruction. Um, or they can be incredibly powerful. They can cement a friendship and a relationship. You know, they can bring light and love and um, understanding. Um, and uh, so, so words are so so important and so powerful. Um, the words that we share, the words that we give, the words that we speak. Because once they're out, they're never coming back. Remember one of the primary, I think it was Talitha and Krista's yeah. primary school teacher had told them that uh, Krista came home and told me, that's my daughter, and told me that, that her teacher told her that words were like toothpaste. Yeah. Once they're out, yeah. they can't go back in. You can't go back in, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And I like that. Yeah. It's so, so true. Um, and, you know, Kevin, the, the, the reality is, 
um, when it comes to the words that we say and the words that we hear, you know, I think as people often our 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 our, our tendency is to kind of remember the words that hurt. You know, mm -hmm. we remember the words that sting. Mm -hmm. You know, the words that wound. Because we hear those a lot. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, some people. You know, all week long you get the hope knocked out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you hear criticism. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you hear put downs. Mm -hmm. uh, you hear discouraging words. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and those things stick. You know, mm -hmm. those things. Um, you know, words words have power, and there are things they they, they stick to you. Um, and uh, I remember reading somewhere that you know, for for every for every negative thing we. For every negative word, criticism, put down, comment that we hear, we need to hear nine to ten positive things to cancel out that one negative thing. Um, it's quite a ratio. You know, it's quite a ratio. Um, uh, I tend to believe. I I think certainly in my life, mm -hmm. I tend to believe that. Mm -hmm. I tend to believe that's true in my experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, because I'm the kind of person I'm wired in that way that you know. I, the negative thing will niggle, you mm -hmm. know, the negative mm -hmm. thing will sit with me, um, that'll get under, under my skin, you know, it'll cause me to, you know, to fixate in that or worry about that, um, if I'm not careful and I don't, and I don't respond to that and I don't deal with that, so as a person, I, I need encouragement. And that's why a, a book like that is great. And that's why this... A, qu this. a quick story that, that when I, in my last business, in, in Saints across the road, and, 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 and I do this some very quickly. So we, we sold probably, you know, probably sold a bag of coffee every day, which is 60 mm. coffees. We were open six days a week, which is 360 coffees a week. Uh, you know, multiply that by, let's say, 20 days in the month. You know, you're talking, you're talking 7,000 coffees in a month, whatever, you know. Uh, and uh, maybe... Once every three months, there will be a complaint about a coffee. You know, too cold or too milky or too strong, whatever it was, you know. And me being me being very passionate about my business, I would lose my mind. I'm like, oh, guys, you know, we have all the tools there to make the coffees right. And why was this made wrong? And what's going on with this? You know, and I would, t so after making 7,000 good ones, you know, yeah. the bad one would stick yeah. with me, you know. And yeah. And I used to, what, what I then did, Paul, to manage that is exactly what you're talking about this beautiful book. So I used to go out the back of my cafe with my phone and look up my TripAdvisor reports and go right back to the start of my TripAdvisor reports where people had said, love this place, staff are great, food was great, you know, uh, enjoyed the coffee in here and, you know, whatever. And just reread all of these good comments yeah. uh, about, about my business, about my cafe, about my staff, about my food, you know, and about how people felt when they came in there. And that was how I managed to overcome the criticism about this one in 7,000 coffees. I had to just go out and reread and look at it. Well, I know mine was a, a digital thing, but it was a, mm -hmm. a, a, 
a book of encouragement for me, so I totally get where you're coming from, and I just had to reread. And I did that. I did that. You know, every quarter <laughs> when this complaint would come in, I would go and reread the TripAdvisor reports. Yeah. I go and reread them and reread them again and just get it into my head that people enjoy coming here. And sometimes you don't get it right. And that's it. Final question for you. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. It has been immense, absolutely immense. Finish the sentence for me, please. I would love to dot, dot, dot. I would love to Continue to have um, I would love to continue to have the 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 role that I have and working with young people um, and uh, to continue to be effective in that um, as I get older um, and uh, to be better and more effective as a leader um, to be the kind of person that and the kind of leader that other people grow just through being around you know mm -hmm. uh, that I can bring the best help bring or nurture the best in others um, that that I would continue to um, grow in my passion understanding um, of, of what I'm doing um, that's a gosh if I thought more and more about that and if you came back to me in a week I could answer that in a much more eloquent way but I think you know just that sense of I would love just to be as to be even more passionate about working with young people and in 10 or 20 years time than I am right now. And in 10 or 20 years time, I'll be a lot older than I am right now. Um, to, be, to be much more uh, effective as a leader than I am right now. Um, to be a better dad, to be a better husband, um, to be a better and more faithful friend. Um, uh, to reach a, a deeper um, place in my faith and in my relationship with God that I might know him better, that I might be more reflective of the character of Christ in, in my life. Uh, those, are, those are all the kind of things I would love to, um, to be, uh, to achieve, um, to move towards, you know, as I, as I get older.
I'm in my 40s now. Um, and, you know, life changes and, and with life, life phases, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you hopefully accumulate some wisdom. I like to think I'm a little bit wiser um, than I was before. I was in my 20s, you know, having, you know, lived and done this for 20 years. Um, but I don't want to check out, you know. Mm. Uh, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to coast. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to practice resurrection. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, to be growing, to be changing, um, to be moving forward. Um, to look at you know into my into my fifties and my sixties, you know, uh, and to see those as really fertile decades where I can pass on, you know, some of what I've learned or some of the some of the knowledge and maybe the wisdom that I've accumulated, uh, where I can invest in others, you know, and see them grow, you know, mm. and, and and develop. Um, and and being have that influential role, I would love to. I would love to to do that. You know, move into those those phases of 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 greater greater and greater influence um, and uh, investment. So I think that's that's what I would love to do. You know, looking ahead. Yes, you know, you know, you meet people, you know, at your in your stage of life, and you, you know, they're just waiting for, and it's a long way off yet, but you know, just waiting for retirement. You know, they've, mm-hmm. you know, got the house, got the car, couple of holidays a year. You know, what I mean, um, nice, nice income. I mean, these are things I've never had, so in a sense, I'm not going to, I'm not going to miss them. Yeah. Uh, but I want more than that. Mm-hmm. That's not going to satisfy. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. Um, and uh, and I would love to make a difference. I would love, at the end of it all, you know, to have made an authentic contribution in a way that I'm just I'm just pointing you back yeah. to that that book right now and you say you'd love to make a difference yeah uh, and and probably in, in my role in the mentorship that I do can I just point out to you that you have yeah <laughs> yeah and, 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 and the proof is there in yeah, that book yeah, and, you, uh, and those are the things that you need you know needing to be reminded mm-hmm. of that um, that what we do matters mm-hmm. that what we do matters I recognize for me I have an incredible privilege I have an incredible privilege Kevin to be able to work with young people you know at a really determinative stage in their lives you know their teenage lives particularly you know Mm -hmm. where they have a whole life ahead of them Mm -hmm. you know Um, and they make decisions during their teenage years which ultimately affect the Mm -hmm. rest of their lives their relationships their life partners you know career choices, all those kinds of things. Um, And I have this incredible role in their lives of being able to journey with them, you know. Um, And hopefully in the context of that, be a voice of 
of encouragement, you know, be a, be a source of, of uh, support for them. Um, a place where, uh, and hopefully provide a place where they can be, where they can grow uh, holistically, you know, mm-hmm. where they can grow emotionally and socially and physically and relationally and spiritually, you know, um, and uh, see them, see them and develop in that way. And, and also become, you know, for want of a better phrase, like agents of change in the world, you know, mm-hmm. here come the young, mm-hmm. you know, I just look, like, look at things that happen right now. You got young people that are striking for climate change. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that. I mm-hmm. love to see that, that, that cause conscious, you know, spirit reawaken mm-hmm. in young people because it's been dormant for an awful long, long time because, mm-hmm. you know, culture is anesthetized it. But mm-hmm. young people are saying, no, no, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to accept this. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're making decisions which, which are going to ultimately affect our lives mm-hmm. more than yours. Mm-hmm. So we've got a voice in our using that. We need to see more of that, you know, like more of that rage against the machine. You know, yeah. you know people, you know, revolution. Revol- yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. We need, we, we need healthy, yep. positive revolution. Mm-hmm. Same with Brexit, you know, you know, decisions have been made about young people, uh, that young people have not had a choice, not had a chance mm-hmm. to even give their voice into, mm-hmm. you know, whether you, or a Remainer or a Brexiteer, either way, I don't care, either way, you know, um, it's a decision that's being made that our teenagers will have to live with. Mm-hmm. And they'll have to live with the consequences of that. And so, so I love it when I see young people rise up and go, listen, we, we, we've got something to say about this. Mm-hmm. Um, young people can be incredibly powerful agents of change in the world. Um, and uh, you look historically at, you know, um, movements of revolution and things when, when change has been dramatically affected, young people have been at the heart of that. So I recognize the privileged position that I have in being able to work with young people, um, to tap into that, you know, I mean, and, uh, to support them in that. And, uh, um, and I think too, you know, we're looking at the teenagers right now in the world, the most stressed generation in history. Mm-hmm. Um, anxiety, um, and depression, issues around mental health and, and emotional well-being, um, problems around that have risen 70% mm-hmm. over the past 25 years amongst young people, most are teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's to me frightening, Kevin. As long as I've been, I've, I've been in youth work uh, for 25 years. So the length of my career, we've seen a 70% increase in rates of anxiety and depression amongst young people. There's something about our culture which is causing that. Mm-hmm. 68% of young people in Northern Ireland, where we live, 68%, just listen to that folks, mm-hmm. 68%, way over half of young people say they always or often feel stressed, right? So there are big, big needs out there. So I recognize the potential, the, the privileged position I have of, of supporting young people within that, hopefully helping them meet some of those needs. And I would just love to be um, a more and more of an effective, an effective um, 
role within that, you know, and and to your listeners, um, in this in this podcast, I would say as well, you know, those of you who are parents, grandparents, um, uh, neighbors, you know, <laughs> teachers, whoever you are, you know, the, the role that you have in the life of a young person is an incredibly powerful one. You know what I mean? Um, going back to something we said earlier, gosh, give them the gift of words. Mm. You know, give them the gift of positive words. Um, encouragement, as you said. Encouragement is so mm. powerful. They so, so need it. Give them your time. Um, they desperately need that. And in an age when, you know, so much uh, time is spent, you know, in the virtual world, mm -hmm. you know, they, they're maybe not going to articulate it, but they, they're maybe not going to articulate it verbally, but, you know, they need that and they want that and they crave that more than anything. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so give them your time and uh, give them your patience, give them your support, uh, give them your understanding, be patient with them. Um, uh, but, and that's coming from, from me as a, as a youth worker. Um, but I, you know, I just love, I love what I do and I would love to be better at it um, as I look ahead to the future. Um, and I want to stay in it long enough to get good at it. You know. And aside from that, what would I love? Um, I'd love a few more good records, um, uh, <laughs> a few more good gigs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, with that, I'd be very, very, very happy indeed. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, listen, I'm going to thank you now for having an amazing, honest conversation about things that matter. Uh, I'm going to go and listen to this whole podcast again now for another two or three times because there's been so much said uh, of great interest to me. And, and you know, it, it's just fascinating to see your enthusiasm and your curiosity and, you know, your very articulate and uh, your use of words is fantastic the, the 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 sound bites and the you know the the sound bombs that you, did you have dropped there hmm. have been have been wonderful uh, and again i just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for having an honest conversation about things that matter so thank you very much paul bowman thank you very much kevin i've I, i've enjoyed this um and uh it's a great it's a great concept um, and uh, thanks for inviting me along to to talk about things that matter and, and keep on keep my on. pleasure my pleasure Paul thank you